I've often been reminded of the fact that the Catholic Church is not a democracy. We don't vote for our priests, we don't vote for our bishops. The Pope is, quote, elected by a small number of cardinals, but we don't vote for him either. The Catholic Church is not a democracy. So it's ironic, in a way, for me to suggest that while the Church is not a democracy, Christianity is. We don't elect our bishop, we don't elect our priests, but we do elect our God. Here's what I mean. On this feast of Christ the King, it's easy to think about Jesus as King, as somebody who just is sort of there and we're born into that kingdom. Our bulletin proclaims it, right? Hope none of you are looking at it now, but after Mass, when your attention has waned and you get that bulletin, it's a king, and rightly so. Probably Jesus is depicted that way as much as any other way. But at the end of the day, we elect our God. And I'd like to suggest that Election Day looks like that scene I just read from the Gospel. Election Day is when Jesus is there on the cross and the electors are on either side of him. We elect our God because our king does not force his kingship down our throats. And it's easy. It's easy to forget that, I think, at times. Because the king that we receive is just that. It's the king we decide to receive. Who God is for us is just that. It's the God that we decide to take on. And I get it, God is who God is, regardless of what we think. But the beauty, I think, and the challenge at the same time of Christianity is that we decide who he's going to be for us. So when I say that's election day, I mean it. And you've got the voters on either side. On the one side, the challenge, if you are who people say that you are, then this is what you should do. Because that's what we do as electors, right? We give power to whoever it is who's chosen. Yes, once they're elected, they maybe have power over us, but in a democracy, you decide and you give power to the one you want to give it to. If you are God, if you accept what I am giving to you, then this is what you should do. Get us off these crosses. Save me, do this for me. That's what it looks like in that first reading where they choose their king and they go to David, you're the guy. Yes, God will anoint you, but you're the guy we've selected. We want you to be our king. And when you are our king, this is what you should do. And on the other side of Jesus, you have a very different kind of election. Because I believe you are who they say you are, then this is what I ask you to do for me. I'm not the one choosing you. I'm not the one investing you with power. All I want you to do for me is remember me. Don't get me off this cross, though I'm sure he would have gladly accepted it, but remember me. And that's no small thing. At least if you're like me, you say, well, okay, that's nice that God remembers me, but I really need him to do this. But at the end of the day, that's all God has to offer. Because to be remembered by God means to be known by God. It means to be loved by God. To truly be remembered in an active way, not a passive way. Not a way like every now and then out of the mist a name sort of comes back to you. 
and then that person crosses your mind and then maybe they drift out again. To be continually remembered, to be continually loved, that's everything. That's what unconditional love looks like. And maybe we wish that this king would take us off our cross, but for whatever reason, that's not the way God operates. But to be remembered by God is not a consolation prize. It's not just something that's sort of nice when we don't get what we really wish we would get. So at least God does love us and remember us. And so maybe just an invitation for ourselves to let this be our own election week. And just to ask, where am I most vulnerable? Where is my cross? And it doesn't have to be big and dramatic. Maybe for some people in a room this size, maybe some people really are there on their cross, really are facing some terminal decisions. For most of us, we're probably not right there, but every one of us has a reason to say, Lord, do you remember me? I want you to remember me. Because it's precisely where we feel vulnerable, where we feel our relationships are fragile, where maybe we actually feel the hatred or the rejection of another. We know what it feels like to not be remembered, to be isolated, to be alone. This is that time of year where families come back together, back from school, back from wherever they live with their own families and people coming together for maybe just a few days. What a beautiful thing to remember and be remembered as if it were the first time when that person first came into our lives. And we drop the ball on that as human beings, but God never does. And so just a little spiritual exercise. If we really want Christ to be our king, then to recognize he's not going to look like this most of the time. Most of the time, he's going to be the one who remembers us when we feel least remembered, when we feel perhaps like we least want to be known, when we look at those parts of ourselves that we wish everyone would just forget, especially ourselves. And he's there. And he's not forcing his kingship upon us. But what a beautiful way to elect your ruler. To simply say, remember me. And the election booth is the cross.